following aviation podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 131, Flying Musicians with John Zapp, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Sean Moody, Eric Crump, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Episode 131, Flying Musicians with John Zapp. Coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Welcome to the Stuck Mike Avcast. I'm joined this evening uh, with some very, very cold co-hosts because it's that time of year where things are changing and some of us are up north, but even those that are down south right now are feeling the chill of the new season, which means that we have to kind of dust off our wings and start thinking about those challenging crosswind landings and turbulence. Hey folks, welcome to the podcast. Uh, We're joined with Rick Felty. Hi, Rick. Hey there. And Tom Frick from Chile. Uh, Central Florida. Oh, yeah, real cold down here. (laughs) And uh, Victoria Newell, welcome to the podcast, Victoria. Hello, hello. It's good to have you back. I know you've been very busy doing some uh, projects outside of of the podcast, and uh, we're happy to have you here. It's going to have a a neat podcast we're doing this evening, and uh, we have an interview. We're going to get to that in a minute uh, with John Zapp from... uh, from the Flying Musicians, what an awesome organization, and also some uh, listener feedback. And uh, just remember, you can actually uh, send us a file if you want, an MP3 file, MP4, whatever. Uh, you can send us uh, your feedback that way, which this person did, or you can call into our line and uh, uh, it's uh, Dip My Wings. Dip My Wings is the actual uh, acronym for that uh, that line to call into. And, of course, go to feedback, or excuse me, contact at stuckmikeavcast.com. Let's see, before we begin, though, just have a a few uh, things to uh, talk about real quick. Uh, First of all, announcements. Uh, As you know, I coach a flight team over at Polk State College, and uh, I tell you, these these, uh, students are great. Uh, uh, It's been a real challenge lately, and I really would like you to think about possibly donating to us because most of the folks that are actually at, on the flight team are getting some type of, or actually at school, I should say, in general, getting some type of assistance, and they really need your help to compete this year uh, in the regionals and possible nationals. Uh, if you could go to stuckmikeavcast.com slash donate. i also have a link that tells a little bit more about what the flight team is and, uh, and what we do to try to compete. It's really, really important. Let's see. Other announcements. Uh, before we get started, real quick uh, mention about our sponsor. Our sponsor today is actually Three Point Aviation Services. Three Point Aviation Services provides business and technical support for general aviation. Three Point now offers EPA and OSHA compliance reviews for airports, FBOs, and aircraft operators. A safety review today is cheaper than an accident tomorrow. Find them at Three Point Aviation, the number three pointaviation.com. Of course, you can go to the show notes and we'll have a link to Three Point Aviation. Let's do the pre flight. Now, Victoria, you uh, have an announcement this evening. What is your announcement? Well, um, I'm finally happy to announce that the third book in the Turbo the Flying Dog series will be available next month on November 19th. And it is called Turbo Flies Through History, and he does exactly that. Um, Turbo hops in the airplane and finds a new button there. And before his flight instructor can stop him, he presses it, and it turns out to be the history button that takes him back into the past and through aviation history. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think it's my favorite yet. Awesome. I can't wait to read that one. Pretty cool. Now, that'll be uh, actually where? That'll be online on, say, can we get that on Amazon? Or Yep, know- it'll be on Amazon. Um, the other books are Amazon Prime, so I'm sure this one will be Prime before we know it as well. And um, it's also at TurboTheFlyingDog.com. 
as well as events we go to. So November 19th, he'll actually have a, an event at the AOPA National Aviation Community Center in Frederick. So Awesome. Awesome. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one more thing I guess we can announce. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. I'm thumbing through my AOPA magazine, and who do I see? I see you, Victoria. Oh, yeah, I think it was page 58. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What was that all about? That what, what, what are you doing in AOPA magazine? Um, they were just going through. It's uh, an annual issue they do each year telling about uh, different gear uh, to fly with. And uh, they always try to get that out before Christmas for your Christmas shopping. And so, you know, they approached me. They needed another a female to talk to and um, asked what type of gear um, that I flew with. And I mentioned some stuff that Turbo always has, my headset, um, my iPad, and got to test out a RoboToe because I'm small and I always have issues getting um, the Cessna back uphill into a hangar. So um, they showed me this um, drill attachment tow for an airplane and it's motorized and really helps you get uh the airplane in and out of the hangar all by yourself oh interesting i have to check that out and you can just find that on their on the magazine there and uh, and also off their website of course you can find it there so that was pretty cool it was a good picture it was awesome i really yeah it was a lot of fun turbo's a ham (laughs) (laughs) turbo's always a ham where is turbo this evening he's not not talking in the background today is he actually he heard his name and just perked up he's at my feet (laughs) oh well i'm glad i'm glad turbo is giving support to the to the podcast this evening awesome (laughs) speaking of victoria you know it's interesting you're you're so involved in so many different things in aviation sometimes we forget that you actually have a uh a day job, and uh, we're going to be reminded of that in a, in a moment. You know, you're out there, you know, modeling and, and doing feedback in AOPA magazine. You're doing, uh, you know, all sorts of things with Turbo the Flying Dog, and uh, there's other things you do, too. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, before I go into much more, uh, we have some feedback I want you to hear from uh, one of our listeners, and who also has a podcast. But you know what? Let me just play that real quick, and uh and uh, we can uh, let's go to that tape there, Mr. Producer. Hang on one second. Let's go ahead and play it. Hello to the Stuck Mike Avcast and listeners. Uh, this is Mike Harris with the Why We Fly podcast. Um, I wanted to give you guys, well, first, thanks for producing such a great aviation podcast. I love it, and I've been listening for a long time. But I wanted to give you guys a special shout-out to uh, co-host Victoria Newville. Um, in her day job, she doesn't talk about it on the podcast much, but her day job is, uh, in, is in aviation insurance with uh, Aviation Insurance Resources. And I just renewed my policy for the second year for my TriPacer um, with Victoria and, and her team there at, uh, at Aviation Insurance Resources. And um, couldn't be happier with the service and a great value for the insurance. Um, that's why I went with them ri- originally last year. It's because it was a, a great quote, great cost, the best one I got. And um, I've been very happy with them and just renewed for another year which was super simple and easy. So I just wanted to say thanks, Victoria and her team. Um, And for anybody out there who owns an airplane, you should definitely give uh, Victoria a shot at at, at your insurance. Um, Thanks a lot again for the podcast, and talk to you later. Well, that was some awesome feedback. And uh, by the way, uh, you know, I'm sure, Victoria, you'll say this, but uh, we didn't pay him to do that, to call in. And if if you do have feedback, please send us your MP3 files or call in to us. Uh, You know, Dip My Wings. Dip My Wings is actually the... uh, the letters that are actually for the phone number, and I can't actually remember the phone number, but it is Dip My Wings. So, uh, Victoria, I know you don't talk about it that much, but, uh, you know, uh, what what is the website? And, and tell us a little bit about AirPros. Yeah, sure. Um, big thanks to Mike, and um, I'm glad this is not on video because I'd be blushing because oh. that was very sweet. Um, I work for Aviation Insurance Resources. You can find us at air-pros.com. And uh, I basically got the job. My boss liked me and created a position for me. And I slowly worked my way up the ladder and became an agent. And um, insurance was never something I thought I'd fall into. But I really, really enjoy it and make it, made a home there. I get to talk to so many different pilots from all kinds of walks of life. Um, today I actually talked to a man who flew at the airport I learned to fly at in the 1940s. Um, so it was cool to see all the changes. Um, but what, what makes us unique and it's why I think we, I get a lot of referrals and, um, a lot of people come to us is all the agents at air, including myself, we're, we're all pilots 
and we're all involved in the aviation community. And, um, a lot of people from stuck might give me a call. So I, I really appreciate everyone who has. And, um, what's special about us all being pilots is, you know, we understand your needs and, and what, you know, complications you can have when coming about insurance that other, um, insurance brokers won't know, you know, we know different type of aircraft. If you say something, I can tell you if it's a retractor or a tail wheel where people who don't specialize in aviation or non-pilots, you know, might not know what these type of aircraft are. So that, and the fact that we have access to, um, all of the major aviation insurance markets. So when you give me your quote for your Cessna 172, I send it out to a huge uh, list of insurance companies and get all the numbers back and I'll see what the best ratio for rate and policy is for you and present that to you. So there's competition in the market that fuels the premiums and results in you getting a better rate. So that's a that's a quick summary of what I do. Awesome. You know, uh, Victoria, another thing. We get a lot mm-hmm. of feedback, uh, especially in Aviation Careers podcast. And I'll, I know a lot of those folks that listen to that podcast listen here. Um, just really uh, quickly touch on the fact that if you're an independent instructor or you're working for, for somebody, either way, as an employee or an independent, you, you really do need flight instructor insurance, don't you? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, anytime you're flying an aircraft that's not your own, whether you're a CFI or not, you have the potential to be uh, subrogated against, which means if the insurance company, say, paid out $10,000 because you prop striked someone air- someone's airplane, um, they can go after you and ask for that money back. They say, we paid off. We paid uh, you know $10,000 to Rick Felty for the prop strike, but you were the pilot in command, the one flying the aircraft when that happened, uh, give us our 10 grand back. So, um, that's when it's really important to have non-owned insurance. And then, um, there's an endorsement that can be attached to the non-owned insurance that we have, um, for flight instructors. And it can also protect against, um, uh, instructional liability. So just in general, I mean, you, you got to have insurance anytime you're instructing. Even even ground school, I'm assuming, is a good idea to have some type of insurance for liability. Yeah, that that would be the instructional liability. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's. I hate to say this. I don't like to say anything negative about insurance, but it's a necessary evil. You know, it's it's for peace of mind that just in case and those what ifs. Yes. And and by the way, another question we get often, Victoria, now that I have you on the spot, is, sure. is drone. <laughs> you know, that whole episode we did about drones, we're getting a whole bunch of feedback. So maybe we could put it out there right now. If you're listening right now, uh, AirPros is, is one of the, I think, the first uh, insurers that did drones, right? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. We hopped right into it. We have a few carriers that do it. And um, it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward to get done for your basic commercial drone operation, especially if you're looking for just liability only. Um, and any of these, um, you know, if you want to, if you're sitting here listening to this podcast right now at midnight or, you know, super early in the morning and can't give me a call, all you need to do is go onto our website. There are web forms for all of these um, different situations. You can click on UAV. You can click on an owned aircraft. And you can click on non-owned policies and um, fill it out all the information. And when where it says, where did you hear about us, say stuck my gaff cast or fill in my name and it'll go right to me so I can take care of you. Um, the non-owned policies and the uh, CFI policies, those can be started and paid for online. And there's a, there's a little slot that says um, flight school. Just put my name in there, and then I'll know that you heard about me through Stuck Mike. So you don't have to put the flight school name. Just put my name. Awesome. I appreciate that. So if you do have yeah. questions about drone insurance and also flight instructor, we get a lot of those questions. Just go ahead and ask Victoria. She uh, mm-hmm. she has a lot of uh, information and great knowledge and has helped us recently uh, You know, with the flight team uh, try to get some insurance uh, questions answered, uh, which she did, and it helped us quite a bit. And so, we, uh, so we're so we moving forward there. So awesome. Thanks so much, Victoria, for all that. Always happy to help. Cool. I love it. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Insurance is, is a necessary evil. Yeah, yes, you, it you is. Gotta, you have to <laughs> have it. <laughs> now entering cruise flight. Well, gosh, you know, uh, one of the, our topic this evening, let's move on to that, 
is about the flying musicians and had uh, this really interesting interview with John Zapp. I did it, uh, oh gosh, uh, about a week ago, and it really is something that that touches my heart because I love to see people who are in aviation and are involved in, in some other aspect and bring uh, this passion that they have in their other part of their life and, and meld it with aviation. So this is going to be really cool. Tell you what, let's, let's go ahead and roll that interview and we'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. So here we go over to the interview. Welcome to the Stuck Mike Avcast. I'm here with John Zapp from the Flying Musicians. John has actually been on uh, on the show before uh, because we've had uh, some of the recordings from Sun and Fun Radio uh, played right here on the Stuck Mike Avcast. But now we have John uh, with us right now, and it's uh, terrific to have you here. John, welcome to the podcast. And, uh, John, uh, real quickly, what uh, before we get into this, you know what? Are you? You're one of the people that inspired, uh, gosh, the the flying musicians, and and I know that what's really cool is that you're melding two really similar interests, and that's that's flying and music. What inspired you to get flying musicians up and running? Oh, I think the passion for two interesting and unique uh, things, uh, music and and aviation, um, bringing them together. Uh, it's not a it's not as unique as I thought it was in the beginning. Um, <laughs> the more we find out, the more we find out the music and aviation is just something that that goes together. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, both, you know, we're using certain parts of our brain, I guess, in both. Uh, amazingly enough, uh, you know, I, I fly for a living and uh, also fly a lot recreationally. There's so many people in aviation that just absolutely love music. And uh, when I'm at my day job, uh, flying for the airlines, it's shocking how many people bring their instruments with them when they go flying. I'm I'm pretty sure you've probably heard those stories before. Yeah, we have uh, plenty plenty of members who have uh, related similar stories. And I think the uh, the most unique to me and interesting was um, John Dyer down in Houston, Texas. He uh, started his career um, early in high school. He decided he wanted to fly, and he he asked the counselor what he had to do to become a pilot and they said well you have to get a college degree so he said what in and it doesn't matter well he was in a high school band so he said well I'll get it in music so he went to college and got a degree in music and then went to the Air Force and became a a fighter pilot and an instructor pilot and um, became a poster boy in the 70s for the Air Force recruiting uh, pilots and then he got out and went flying for Continental until they had a huge layoff and then uh, was lucky enough to get on with um, FedEx. And he finished his career flying overseas routes with FedEx. And he would always take his flugelhorn, he was a horn player, in his backpack. And so at layovers, he would go to the clubs at night and, and play music. And he's done that all over the world. And that's it's something that um, it's a it's a unique story for him and for us, but uh, but I can just go on and on about members who are, you know, just match the two up so uh, uniquely and and um, and just just great stories. Yeah, a lot of those stories, you know, I, I get to hear from friends that travel a lot. It's it's interesting, and this is kind of an interesting thing that I've found. It it's somewhat uh, instrument dependent. It seems from my perspective as far as as traveling for instance if you're into keyboards if you're into piano one of the neat things about that is you can go into so many different places and bars and i've had friends that just they don't even bring their keyboards with them anymore they just go and up and say hey do you mind if i start playing and the funniest thing is watching these guys start playing and gals start playing and then they they start getting tips in the tip jar, and they're just doing it for fun. And I think that's just just so cool that that they'll do that. I'm sure you've heard heard some of those different, different stories, you know, bringing that past both those passions together. And they're like, "Oh, do you do this for a living?" It's like, "No, and actually, uh, I fly airplanes for a living." <laughs> like, quite interesting. But uh, you know what? It, it, with that said, is there any instrument you think that uh, lends itself more to the to traveling? I, I'd, I'm assuming that there might be uh, an issue with something larger being brought with you, but I'm sure there's some creative ways people go about bringing their instruments with them. Have you seen that in the past, that there's one instrument that's better than another? Uh, no, I think that, um, you know, if, when there's a will, there's a way, and folks figure it out. 
um, obviously the larger instruments like the keyboards and the uh, and the harps and such as that they, um, and you, you'd have to find one there or rent it locally. I know a lot of folks that come in every year at Oshkosh and play uh, in the concert band that Elton and Zell um, conducts. Uh, they bring their mouthpiece and rent locally at the uh, music store. So you, you wouldn't bring your tuba with you, but um, <laughs> mouthpiece. And same way with a sax or something else. I mean, if it's too big and you don't want to carry it, then bring, bring your mouthpiece and your reeds uh if you're a reed player and um then you're ready to go you know one of the things that i've i've found is fascinating is is how large of a community there is uh amongst general aviation uh and all aviators i should say and that are musicians uh, i'm wondering has anybody ever done any studies to see if there's any any ties between the the two different avocations between flying and musicians well, sure. Actually, the um, I was doing a seminar at Sun and Fun many years ago, and uh, two gentlemen were sitting in the in the audience, and they related their story as they they become friends again after initially becoming friends back when they were in the Air Force Academy, and um, they said that when they were in the Air Force Academy, they the Air Force did a study to see which discipline had the uh, highest propensity to to actually follow through and, and finish flight training success, successfully, that is. And um, they found out it wasn't the engineers, it, it was the musicians that actually did that um, because the engineers always wanted to know why this is done and have to double, triple, quadruple check things. And, uh, musicians, you told them to you know, hit a, an altitude in a heading and, and they were able to do that because they're already trained to be precise and uh, and so that that was something that was related and uh, to me and these guys they they went on after their air force training and the flying and then they went on to um, captains and airlines and then retired and back playing music again and but that's uh, something also that I, I believe it was United Airlines in the 70s went around to uh, colleges and the music programs to actually recruit for pilots in fact when they were uh, in dire needs of them and. Um, and that may be a part of the reason why uh, we have so many musicians in aviation today, but it's also uh, the reason why a, uh, musicians make really good pilots, because they've already got the skills that they've learned um, in music training to, uh, to practice, to practice precisely, um, and uh, I think flying is a lot like a performance, so you, you have to uh, you know, hit the numbers, hit the the uh, perfect match between you know human and and um, and the equipment. Well, you know it's interesting to, that you said that because I think that uh, it is a great tie-in. Uh, just watching people that I work with that are musicians and they've uh, they understand the commitment to practice to make them a better musician. They also understand the commitment to practice to make themselves a better pilot. And there is a lot of science to it. Uh, but uh, it's also an art, uh, which sometimes we forget. The uh, and also the, the eye-hand coordination. There's there's a lot of things that go into it that I feel uh, it's important to try to fly a musical in- or excuse me an airplane and also uh, you know tie in also a, a musical instrument somehow somewhere in your background. As a matter of fact, interestingly enough, it seems that you know when you run into people, it seems they almost always have some type of music in their background. It's, there, there's something that draws us to that. And, uh, you know, I'll give you me for an example. I started out when I was younger playing the violin. Uh, actually, I first started on the piano, then went to violin, then went to alto sax, and then, you know, kind of dropped it from there. But as I talk to other people, I find that there's so many people that have music in their background that may not be, be involved in music right now, but it seems like a very integral part to to our process of developing in general in life and it really has helped me when i look back at what i did you know hours and hours of over and over practicing i do i think back to that and i say hey listen this is the same thing i do when i'm practicing landings or i'm doing the work in the simulator you know i, I wonder you know if, if you look at say yourself and the other members i wonder how many people there are out there listening that are saying to themselves you know what i'm not a musician right now but 
I would love to get back involved is something like Flying Musicians Association. We'll get to Flying Musicians in a minute. But is, is this something that could maybe spark that interest again in, in combining those passions? Oh, sure it is. And I think um, uh, the biggest thing I've relayed to, to my children, and it was relayed to me too when I was younger, was networking and um, you know, hanging out with folks that uh, have common interests. And, and certainly if you want to do something, then, then the best way to not only get that extra motivation, extra push, um, is to have uh, others around you who are, are striving to do the same thing. So most definitely. And, and like you said, uh, uh, a lot of kids go through some type of formal music training uh, when they're young, um, and some stick with it and, and a lot don't. Um, but it's not something that's lost on them, and it, um, it, it, the training and the skills that they learn uh, can benefit them in all walks of life. And I think one of the one of the things that really kind of is interesting to me. I've always heard music and math um, go together, and and I think that the biggest reason for that uh, statement, at least in my opinion is that it takes practice. Um, math is something that it, I love and uh, it's fun to do because you can sit there and practice it and do it and get better at it. And, um, if you don't practice it, you won't. It actually takes a lot of practice to, to get good at math, in my opinion, and so does music. So again, there's another a correlation between that, uh, that skill that you learn. I'd have to agree with that. I, you know, when I went to college, got out of college, the first thing I did before flying was uh, I was in computers and computer science and programming and designing systems. And that it seemed like there was a lot of people that were in, in uh, excuse me, in computers that were also uh, musicians. Uh, and and it was just fascinating to listen to some of these people play and, and listen to their stories about how their journey has truly changed in their life because of that musical instrument. And you know, John, it, that that begs this question. I've I've seen you a lot, and I've never you know been able to ask you this. Is uh, I see you at the shows, and by the way, the Flying Musicians. Before I say any more, is is awesome. Every show that I've been to, and the Flying Musicians are showing up to, I know that it, not only is it going to be great, it's going to be a lot of fun because it seems to me, and I'm not sure if this is planned that I never know what to really expect. Even though they have a, a scheduled show, it seems like there's always somebody, like a friend of mine, uh, that shows up and, and they're involved in Fly Musicians, and they, they somehow get involved in this community at every event. So so hats off to you to, to however you do that. I don't know, know how you put this together and, and make it seem like it's just a jam session. It's like programming. Um, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. It's like magic. But John, how about you? How did you how did you get into first of all your your aviation background and um you know, what do you do with your aviation? What type of flying do you do? And uh, and then tell us a little bit about your flying back or excuse me, your music background. Well, this is um this is about the flying musicians, not about myself. And I, I just would like to stay in the background and, and keep this thing going and hope others get involved and, and take it over one day. Um, but for me, uh, aviation has always been a big part of my life, not vocationally. Um, I decided to go in other avenues, and, uh, but I, I came back to aviation, and I... I pretty much just fly for myself. I don't fly for anyone else. I, I did a little charter work, um, flew some right seat, um, but primarily I just fly around the country and, and go to events and, and you know, do things. And what type um, of instruments do you play? Uh, as far as music, and uh, that that's a, another issue altogether. And I, I like to say I play the saxophone, but I haven't really sat there and, and uh, become proficient a lot like flying. If you don't play it in a while, you, you need to <laughs> get back up to speed with it. And but um, I did stuck mostly with the guitar and vocals uh, lately. I do dabble a little on the keyboard, but eventually one day I'll get to I'll get proficient again on the saxophone. And can't wait to get out and play some. Cool, cool. Now, so now the flying musicians. You uh, you started this to bring aviation and music together. Uh, both these passions and, and towards one goal. Uh, tell us about the Flying Musicians and uh, what you're doing now and why people should get involved in the Flying Musicians. 
Well, the organization started in 2009, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization. And um, we not only are, are we a great networking for aviation and music, um, but we really uh, want to spread the, the word uh, amongst the students uh, about what benefits they can expect from either getting into music uh, or you know, staying in music, and also um, uh, aviation as an industry, either for a vocation or avocation. And uh, the scholarship we started a couple of years ago is uh, aptly named the FMA Solo Program. And this program is available for junior and seniors in high school uh, who are in the band program, and they have to be nominated by their band director which is um, unique and interesting because um, they know the student very well. They spend a lot of time uh, in class as well as uh, out, out of class and at their various activities. And we've gotten some nominations from around the country that are just absolutely outstanding. It, it's like, wow, how can we, how can we not accept them all and, and give them all something? But, um, we have to narrow it down as resources uh, permit uh, to select uh, one or two. And I think in, in 2017, if everything pans out the way we're, we're expecting it will, we'll have four scholarships to give away. Awesome. So the third year, and that's um, really fast, fantastic. And what it does, it uh, gives them not only funds, but also uh, materials. Uh, supplies and moral support to start flying and to go through the, the procedure uh, through solo. Um, so that's where we take take it from. Is very beginning the inspiration, start the education, get them to the point where they solo, and then um, then of course they're on uh, not their own because now they're a member of the flying musicians, and um, and then we will then guide them uh, through the rest of it, um, whether they want to go through a career in flying or ATC or, or mechanic or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, we're there for them, and, and we talk in the same language. We can talk music and, and aviation with them. So uh, it's a huge moral thing, and, and right now all the nominees uh, are offered a free one-year membership, a student membership in the association, and we send them a, um, a, a FMA shirt as well as other products that uh, we get from our um, sponsors. So it's a big, it's a big program, and and it's growing, and uh, the enthusiasm for it is just um, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really hats off to to you guys uh, for putting this together. Uh, it's uh, one of the scholarships that we've had uh, in the in the aerospace scholarships guy, which is part of Aviation Careers podcast. But uh, it's something that I think is we're going to see more and more growth in, and I think you're doing a great job getting the word out there. Uh, so to find more, you can actually go to the to the website flyingmusicians.org. And uh, this next scholarship, again, that's the nominations for 2017, are uh, open till January 31st. Yes, 31st, correct? Yes, January 31st, uh, 2017. And you can go to the website there and find uh, find that scholarship. Really neat, too. I like the fact that you promote the people that have actually won the scholarship and have been awarded the scholarship in the past. Uh, Some great flyers there, and it motivates people to move forward. But, you know, scholarships, they need money. And uh, say if I'm an individual and I want to be able to help somebody, but I want to help you with the scholarship program by, by donating funds, is there any way that somebody listening can help somebody uh, with a scholarship? Is there any way they can give to you to, and have that money go right towards the scholarship? Oh, yeah. So all you have to do is designate it for the, the purpose, in this case the scholarship, and, and it goes right into that fund. Uh, for that purpose, and we set it up so that um, you can, if, for instance, um, I, we had one donor who wanted to remain anonymous, and that's great, and um, they they said, well, we want it in a certain area. Uh, we, we'd like it to go to a student in this area, and that is certainly well within the parameters of, of the scholarship. Um, 
So if you want to limit it down to um, your state or your your school district or something like that, uh, we certainly can work with you on that. But uh, donations, whether it's um, money or whether it's product, uh, can be given right uh, directly to the fine musicians. Uh, Like I said, who is a 501c3 organization, and we can uh, we we love to promote those who promote us. And if you've seen our ads and Aviators Hotline uh, and Trade a Plane um, and uh, and elsewhere, you'll you'll see that uh, we love giving kudos to those who help out. Well, that's awesome. How about a person that uh, wants to become involved in the Flying Musicians? Uh, say they're currently not a musician, but they still want to support the cause. Is there a membership opportunity for them? We we started when we founded. Uh, we actually one of our founding members was a um, he flew F fours in Vietnam and then um, went on to retire from Lockheed um, in Fort Worth and uh, he he could not play or sing music but um, but he absolutely loved and he was always he's always the guy in the front row uh, at a concert. And they were small, and he's always the guy helping out um, at open mics and other uh, music events. Um, if you've heard of the Kerrville Folk Festival, oh yeah, um, Kerrville, Texas, he he has gone to that every year, and he's a big supporter of that um, event. And uh, he joined, and and we said, well, you know, it's not about whether you are; it's whether about if you have a passion. And enthusiasm for it, um, because you never know what uh, is going to happen. And I saw him. This was almost eight years ago, and uh, I saw him recently. And he actually has a guitar now, and he's been plucking on it. So, <laughs> awesome. yeah, the enthusiasm and the and the passion is what drives us as an association and our members, and and that's all it takes. Because the rest is, uh, you know. So many people say, well, I'd like to fly, but I can't now. It's too late. And then once you start hanging around pilots, you find out it's not too late. And, and you can do that. So, and it's the same way with music. Right. So you, as far as being able to find out about the Flying Musicians, many of us do it directly through uh, events. Where we go to an event and we see you there. You, you folks are really uh, quite busy during the year. And I know you have an event coming up uh in October, twenty uh, first of October, and also third uh, of November, on October it's the Dallas Fort Worth uh, Aviation and Transportation Career Expo, and then uh, after that's the Deland Sport Aviation Showcase, which is going to be incredibly awesome. But uh, tell us a little bit about the Aviation and Transportation Career Expo. Is that something where you would uh, perform there, or is that something you have a booth, or, or what would you be doing at that event? Yeah, we we actually um, I, I personally have been involved in in that event uh, for many years, almost since its inception. Um, and if I go back and look at the records, I may have been. But this event is a is a fantastic event that um, uh, schools in the whole area and homeschool associations uh, bring students out. Um, and it, it used to be held at the Dallas Fort Worth um, Airport in the uh, American uh, Airlines maintenance hangar. But uh, now they've changed the, the booths are now in the uh, C.R. Smith um, American Airlines Museum. And the fly-in uh, airplanes, aircraft, are, are at the airport. So they, sh- they transport the, the students to the airport to see the airplanes and such, and then they, um, then they transport them over to the museum for the booths. And, and we have a booth, and, and it's an informational booth, and uh, we give out all types of materials, uh, such talk to the students, and we also uh, play music um, at our booth for them. And so if someone says, oh, yeah, I play guitar, well, we've got a guitar for them to, to strap on and, and, <laughs> and play as a tune. So uh, over, over 3,000 students uh, will come by uh, our booth. Um, on the 21st of this month at the uh, C.R. Smith American Airlines Museum. And, and it's, it's a good one. It's, it's a fast and furious, and we get the word out, and we see a lot of teachers and parents as well at the event. So it's a good event. Awesome. You know, looking at your website, and if you're listening, make sure you go to flyingmusicians.org. 
Uh, you have a lot of really cool stuff on there. One of the things that I enjoy about your website the most, me personally, is I love the highlights, the member highlights you have in the columns. I like to go out there and just kind of visit with some of these people online and look what they do. Uh, you know, guitar, harp, you know, everybody everybody that's involved can, I guess, somehow get in that highlight. How how do you pick those people and, and you know, these people come from all walks of life. I mean, where does how does somebody get into that column on the right side is that, uh, of, of your website there? The folks that are highlighted here are, are folks who step it up and, and really help out a lot and have been very active um, with the association. Uh, that's becoming more and more. We're, we're going to run out of room on our <laughs> yeah. website because now we have ambassadors and uh, we started out with nine regional ambassadors. Um, oh, so I'm sorry, six regional ambassadors, and now we've been adding state ambassadors to that. So they're stepping up. And as you as you mentioned, one one lady um, who is our Northwest regional ambassador is Louise Vickerman, and she's the harp player. She's the principal harpist for the Utah Symphony. Um, and also has her commercial multi uh, license and glider rating. She loves to do mountain flying, uh, gliding, that is. Um, and then you have somebody like uh, Alex and Marty Whitmore. And Alex is a retired Delta captain and uh, loves music. His two daughters are professional musicians. His wife's a musician. And they're all four pilots as well. Um, and they just, uh, they've been helping out from the beginning, performing and, and helping with the boots, et cetera. So, uh, people are, are from all walks of life. You, you're right, and all types of music, uh, all different genres, and and um, it's just it's just a great eclectic group of individuals, uh, ones that uh, are always ready to inspire others. And Louise, you know, speaking of the DFW Expo that we're going to be doing, and um, on the 21st of this this month. Uh, last month, uh, Louise Vickerman did a, uh, a similar event at the Salt Lake uh, City uh, International Airport. It was a girls' uh, fly day and hosted by the college, uh, Westminster College and the um, uh, Women in Aviation. And that, um, she's also an adjunct uh, professor at uh, Westminster. And they're so excited about the Fine Musicians Association that um, they want to join the two disciplines together. I think the two, they have a, an aviation department and a music, and, and th those two have been the, the, had the most success lately in recruiting, and so they're actually going to join the two together uh, for an, uh, an, a recruiting event, and they're excited to have flying musicians involved. I kind of digressed a little bit, but that no. that's what's on. It's just great people doing great works, and well, I can attest to that. Boy, the, the folks at Flying Musicians are, are awesome. I, you know, I have a couple of friends that are involved, and you know, Jamie Beckett, obviously, he's been involved in the past, and I think he still is, and super terrific fellow, and you know, Howie, and all, all the guys that I've seen, they've just been so passionate about it. Um, but you know, one of the things that, that comes to mind, if I want to get involved in Flying Musicians on a local basis, you know, I, I travel between three different locations. I'm in, you know, the Austin, Texas area in, in southwest Florida, and then part of the year I'm in New Jersey. Uh, and I want to reach out, and I want to, I want to also, you know, have some, some type of interaction with other people in the Flying Musicians. Is, is there some way I can get in touch with people that are in, say, those specific areas? Yes, we have, um, well, we have, uh, communication is a, is a huge factor for us, and uh, we have various means of, of communicating with others. The, the ambassador is probably the best one, but uh, we recently started um, uh, an initiative that was introduced by our uh, Mid-Atlantic uh, ambassador, Jeff Allen, uh, just an awesome musician, just recently built and uh, flew his air cam from Baltimore over to Oshkosh and played music at, at AirVenture all week and back, but he started the, the FMA map. Uh, it's a Google map, and, and members are uh, encouraged to, to put their name and what they fly and what they play, uh, of course, what airport they're at also, uh, on the map. 
So you can find that from the, the homepage of flyingmusicians.org. Um, and uh, the FMA map is starting to become very popular, and, and we're hoping uh, others will get uh, um, uh, get their name and information on there. So when you do travel, you can find uh, someone who has similar interest there. Uh, you can check uh, check them out, let them know you're going to be in the area. Uh, it's a good time to get together, go fly in the local area, uh, learn about what's going on in music, rise and, uh, and have fun. So I, we're really excited about that um, initiative, there, the, that Flying Musicians Map. That's pretty neat. I was just looking at it while you were speaking, and uh, yes, all those areas I discussed, uh, there's people uh, that I can visit with and, and enjoy some camaraderie. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of them being Jamie Beckett, and I, I think that's a great initiative that you have. Again, they can, you can find that at uh, flyingmusicians.org and uh, click on, on the map there. That's uh, uh, really neat. I mean, I think that's a, an awesome idea, having ambassadors uh, for the flying musicians all throughout the country. Um, if, you know, before we close, one thing, John, I want I want you to tell us: Is there anything about flying musicians that you want people to know, other than maybe what we've we've talked about here, uh, and also how can they get involved one more time? Well, we'll start with that one first because uh, we we just absolutely love for folks to to become involved in what we're doing, and to do so, all you have to do is uh, reach out to any one of us. Um, myself included. Um, you can reach me at john at flyingmusicians.org or um, you can reach out to Louise at Flying Musicians or Bruce or you name it. We're setting up uh, email addresses for all the ambassadors uh, too and and, um, and and we'll be happy to, to show you how um, how you can pitch in and, and, uh, and help. Um, as I mentioned earlier, what's really something that, that is fascinating is the scholarship program. It's been it's really helped for for us to get the word out to the students, the younger folks, and um, then we've we're going to be pushing out. You're first to hear about this. Um, we're going to be pushing out the internship program as well um, at the probably about the end of this month, and it'll probably go in effect in the um, in January. And this is for college students, uh, junior or senior in college, um, to serve as an intern for a semester and then get college credit for it. The program has been put together uh, by uh, Lynn Asante, our, our um, um, advisory uh, board member who's over in the Nashville area. And he's a, a professor at, of communications at Ball State College. And he's already pushed it through that college as well as Middle Tennessee State University in um, was it, uh, just east of uh, Nashville. Right. Drawing a blank on that little town, but um, they have a great music program and aviation program there. Um, so this this internship program is going to be the next step. We're, we've got the the students that are nominated and becoming members through the high school. And then they'll go to college, which the first one has already, he's a freshman now at, at University of Florida. Um, and then they can look forward to, um, to helping out the association as they um, progress in their college. Well, that's interesting. It, it, I think that, um, you know, all the, I, I think this is so cool that you're doing this. And my hat's off to you. One thing I would like to say is I would encourage people to, to join your email list because I get your newsletters all the time and you do a great job. If you want to, to keep in touch with the flying musicians, I think it's one of the best ways to do it because that's where I find most of my information about what's going on. And I think it's a great, great newsletter. It also is very inspirational, especially when I see the people that win the scholarships. It keeps me going. So I can attest to the fact that that's a, a really good newsletter, and I'd highly recommend, even if you're not going to join, go out there, join the email list, and you know maybe one day you'll get interested and you'll find out about what's happening in your area. And I think that's a really important thing to do is get on that email list. And we'll definitely have a link in uh, stuckmikeavcast.com 
to the Flying Musicians and uh, to their email list. It's right there on, on the, the front page. And, of course, you have all the social media, the Facebook and the Twitter and, and that type of thing. And I think that's terrific. But, uh, John, you know, this has been, been awesome having you here. I've, I've been uh, wanting to have you on the Stuck Mike Avcast for quite some time. We always run into each other uh, in passing and passing uh, and also on the deck at Sun and Fun Radio. Uh, before we close, are, are we going to see you again this year at Sun and Fun? Yeah, we have plans to to um, be at Sun and Fun uh, again this year. It looks like we're um, starting out the year again with Sebring. Um, then we'll be going to, right before Sun and Fun, we're working on a, um, a project over in uh, North Florida. Uh, we'll announce that as soon as we have all the particulars ironed out. But uh, we'll be doing an event up there and then come down to Sun and Fun uh, for that show and we hope to be uh, uh, have a stage uh, like we set up last year uh, or this year I should say earlier um, at the Aviators Hotline tent showcase tent so that'll be a lot of fun and we're looking forward to growing that oh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing you more and more and every year I um, like I said I've been pretty impressed by, by what you folks have, have done and also the people that are involved, I think, is is really to me my favorite part. Uh, the people are so passionate about flying, and they're very passionate about also music. And it is a great place to bring those two passions together. I will say, every time I'm hanging around with somebody that's an, a member, I always get <laughs> invited to go out and to to listen to them and hang out. And they've they've actually uh, caused me to have uh, quite a few sleepless nights because I've been at their events and I've had to get on the air at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but uh, but it's been all all sorts of fun. Well, John, hey, I appreciate your your coming here on uh, Stuck Mike Avcast uh, again. They can find you at Flying Musicians. Dot org is uh, the best way to get in touch with it. And of course, John at uh, flyingmusicians.org. John, again, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Have a good day, and I appreciate your help. Thanks. Thanks so much. Well, that was actually pretty cool uh, uh, from John Zapp. I mean, really appreciate him coming on and talking about uh, the Flying Musicians. He obviously has an incredible passion for both aviation and for music. Uh, really, really interesting. I know, uh, Rick, you were telling me i think uh, uh a little while yeah. ago about about your uh, your impression especially in the beginning of that interview well just that you know the, <laughs> that that there's the way it's just that thing the way things occur and the way lives evolve and and um you know he needed to have a major and t- t- because he needed a degree to be able to move on in aviation so and he, he was interested in music so okay i'll get him i'll get a musical uh, degree in music or whatever and so you end up having these two mixed things uh, that that don't necessarily seem connected that end up causing a whole you know connect a whole lifetime of connection it's pretty cool yeah it is pretty cool and it, it's interesting how that that connection continues throughout your life and i think it actually helps you uh, make you a better pilot and also helps you make you a better mu- musician melding the two together uh, there's something that goes on with those synapses up there and, and crossing between different bra- wavelengths in your brain i'm thinking uh, that's the unscientific explanation for me uh, but i know uh, some of us here have played instruments like i said in the interview i i did you know the first started with piano then went over to violin then saxophone rick i, I can't remember did you say you wow. you actually uh, play you actually play you actually play instruments that's a, that's a that's a healthy list yeah. and those are not those are not the easy ones all in all cases yeah. um uh yeah i uh play guitar not you know not in a uh professional way but but since college so yeah pretty, that's something i do and you still you're still doing the yeah, pick it up Cool. Yeah, I pick it up and you know, and and uh, you know, try to keep my hand hand in it, so to speak. Right. So yeah, I have a couple different guitars I I, I like, and uh, um, yeah, it's fun. I I kind of wish I'd done more with it, and and not necessarily professionally, but really because I'm not I don't sight read music and and uh, all the important stuff, but uh, but I do play, yeah. Way cool. You know, that, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, like you said, we all kind of do different things. Like with, with the guitar, you can play many different things, mandolin, et cetera, and uh, banjo. I've even had friends that have gone to banjo, and they've really enjoyed that. There are subtle differences, but they're much different instruments. And I know, uh, Tom, you actually have played a few different instruments, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I play the guitar, and I play, uh, I have a bass, and I have a that's- keyboard, and 
You know, I, I dabble with all sorts of stuff. I have a recorder, I have a harmonica, and, and I just I just love the music aspect. I do it, um, as Rick said, non-professionally. Um, I do it mostly selfishly, just uh, I sit around the house. I seem to think better when I have a guitar in my hand. I don't know what, what's up with that, but I do. And, um, you know, the other connection that John made during that interview was a connection between music and math and uh, mm. and, and how yes. that plays into pilots. And, and it's the same thing with me. I, I, um, um, I'm, I, I love math. I always have. Um, in a previous life, before I was uh, teaching people how to fly, I was um, – uh, I used to communicate color numerically. Um, I was in the printing industry and, yes. um, you know, dealt Hex with, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, just numerically going through colors and I could tell you the difference between colors numerically and, and mathematically how that gets to. And it was just funny as he was describing those two things, it it made all perfect sense to me. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's interesting how how we make those connections in our minds. So all those things that we do in school, like why do we take music, et cetera, you find it is important in your life, isn't it? You know, and and having that in your background. Uh, Victoria, I forgot to ask you did you do you did you play an instrument or do you play an instrument now? I don't now. I played clarinet through middle school, and I played the harp for a year or two, which was fun. But I'm not that musically inclined. Oh no! Well, hey, you know I appreciate it so much, though. But but we love music. I know you do, and and I think yes. we all do, and love listening to it. Um, actually, it's interesting how uh, sometimes we're embarrassed by our past and playing. It, I was embarrassed to play the the, the violin uh, when I was younger, and you know, got into sports. I was like, oh, that's kind of a you know, at the time I was thinking, oh, it's kind of a sissy thing, et cetera. And then I realized, you know, that was actually a really cool thing to do. Um, as a matter of fact, there's an, another instrument I forgot to mention, and I, I've actually got I was pretty good at it uh and it's embarrassing when i mention this because i used to play it quite a bit was a jews harp and uh wow that's hard to do dude i i spent hours playing that thing and i but did you pick it up easily or was the learning part hard because that that all i did was listen uh to the guy next to me and just picked it up and uh i would listen to tunes on on the radio and i just try to translate it i'm not i think i could do it again now uh, but it was just listening. Yeah. I could never. It, it was, that's that's just amazing, Carl. Because like I, I've seen you, you have all your teeth, and you can play a jazz yeah, harp. Dude, I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> and and I meant that because you aren't knocking them out with that thing going bang, bang, right, bang, exactly, bang, bang, bang and chipping them off. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was it's funny you said that because that was one of the things that I used to hate is that it reminded me of going to the dentist sometimes because every so often you'd trip you'd, you'd hit your tooth you'd be like oh man this hurts it'd be a and, and so I'd I'd have thoughts of being at the dentist so so okay the words out I used to play Jews harp and I actually I still have a couple of them uh, sitting around uh, you know you get getting pretty cheap and that's why I guess I started playing it you know and uh, I started actually I grabbed a harmonica and then I saw the Jews harp and picked that up I said oh heck with the harmonica this is cool. And uh, and absolutely loved it. Uh, so uh, I know, oh. isn't that weird? It, it, you wouldn't picture probably me playing the Jews harp, would you? Uh, while we're, while we're on the subject of, <laughs> of, of pilots and, and instruments, musical instruments and performing, I, just to reference back, I actually looked it up because I couldn't remember the number. But episode thirty-two of this show um, is uh, of of this podcast is an interview with Gretchen Men, who is a, uh, oh, a lead, lead lead guitarist who. Who who was a was a professional pilot for a while and then shifted off and uh, you know really is a very accomplished guitarist now and does that professionally and the two I think a lot of that overlap there's something there's something about the you know the focus it takes to do either one she was in she was into both of them so just if you're interested in that kind of crossover go to episode thirty two yeah that was a great interview I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She was awesome. I remember actually we worked at the same company. I remember seeing her, you know, playing and stuff. It was, it was really interesting. Oh, cool. she, yeah, she's she's awesome. She still is awesome. Uh, I love. I actually I really really love listening to. So definitely go. What is that? Thirty yeah. two. Go back there. And check Number thirty two. Stuck Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty neat. But what's interesting is that. Um, you know how now that we're all coming out about the different instruments we've we've played in the past. I know I'm going to hear feedback about the Jews harp, and uh, I I really feel that there's there's a huge correlation between the two. I know Tom, uh, you really feel that way too. Uh, in in people that play this musical instrument, it seems that you know flying is both a science and it's an art, and we use both sides of our brain uh, while we're flying. And I've noticed a couple things. I've found that. I have some people that have a knack for the subtleties of flying. 
and they they seem to have come from a couple of different backgrounds. One of them being uh, musical instruments. Another one I found too was uh, people riding motorcycles, and that's like for a whole another episode. But knowing where their center of gravity is, that type of thing, being very aware of what their body is doing and what's moving and uh, how their body is moving in the different directions and acceleration, deceleration, etc. Uh, same similar with with a uh, with somebody who's a musician. And by the way, uh, the musicians, the flying musicians, they have an incredible scholarship program that she talked about. I think that's awesome that they're doing that and really promote. Promoting uh, people into moving forward in their careers, uh, especially in, in aviation careers. But uh, cool stuff, cool, cool stuff. Uh, Tom, are you? Did, I was hoping you were going to play a little tune for us while we're sitting here. Uh, I know he does this to me every so often. I was kind of surprised he didn't do it this evening. But when uh, a lot of times, right before the the podcast, when we get on, I start talking to him. He starts kind of kind of strumming a few few tunes here. But uh, we, we won't be hearing that this evening, will we, Tom? No, well, it's in the other room. Normally, yeah. I was I, I used to do recordings from the other room, and I had a guitar stand sitting right next to me. So while I was waiting for you, I'd always be just noodling a little bit while I was waiting for the uh, call to start. Noodling uh, is that a is that a is that a term? It is. It is a term for for guitarists. <laughs> it's it's just sitting around you, and just. <laughs> what, what, is, um, what, what guitars do you have? Just as long as we're so because if people are listening who do play guitar, they might be interested to know. Um, actually, I have. Uh, oh God. Probably more than I should have. Uh-huh. Um, I've, I've got an old one. I've got it. Uh, um, I think it's a, a Phantom DA1. It's a Martin copy. It was made uh-huh. in Korea, but it's an older one. And, and I've had it for, I don't know, the better part of 30 years. And the wood has just gotten uh, robust and, and it has just a great yeah. sound to it, you know, and it's just a straight acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I have a I have a Luna um, and, and it's a nice guitar. It's an acoustic electric. And then um and I've got a little Martin backpacker that I take with oh, me yeah. on the road. Cool. Those are great because you can stuff them in behind a seat. I've, I've had pilots see me walking on the plane and like all they do is make eye contact and they're like, hey, I can put that behind the seat here. And I'm like, cool, thanks. And, yeah. you know, I have that on commercial flights. Yeah. Um, I have an electric. I have a, a GNL SC3. It was made by Leo Fender after he sold the Fender company. Wow. And, um, yeah, that that that's a, a nice little electric that I have. And... Yeah, we've got a Yamaha keyboard. I think I got an ESP bass, which is kind of a cheaper one, but I've I've mm-hmm. played that. Like I said, it's just it's just something to well, do for me. It, and it and, is but I thing, love it. Yeah, but it is a thing. Like you know, you go by a store and oh look, oh, or you happen to be in it. You know, oh, I'm going to go to the guitar, and then all there's all these guitars there, and you can't help but browse and start to dream because it's a collector's thing too. You know, you start to say, what else do I need? You know, it's pretty cool. You know what's really yeah. cool is listening to you talk about that and the fact that, you know, in aviation we do the same thing. There's, there's a couple of different brands you talked about. I thought you were going to start talking about a DA-40. You didn't. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting how we do that. It's that whole Actually, I'm scheduled speak. in a DA-42 next week. Oh, well, there you go. See, yeah, and there that's, you go. See? <laughs> and that's exactly the point is that we it, – it's interesting how we get so technical and we, and we love to hear the different brands, et cetera. And I'm sure we've lost a few people because of talking about that, but it, the, that. that's what's so cool is the fact that, that we, we're all kind of geeks here as far as aviation is concerned, but we also have this geekiness in other areas of our life, yeah. like, like music. I think that's, right. that's totally awesome. Right. right. Another podcaster, Steve Tupper. Right. I mean, major musician guy, you know, really into music. And um, so I don't think it's just a I think it's probably a good a good number of people. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, gosh. um, Well, you know, that again, if if you get a chance, go out to flyingmusicians.org. They have uh, some great stuff out there. If you're interested in in anything that's aviation related and music related, they have it. Uh, They have a huge tent. They have many different people that are involved in that. Uh, organization and they're everywhere. I don't know if you've been to any aviation events. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal uh, what they do and the shows that they put on. Great, great job um, to them. Anyway, before we close, one more announcement I forgot to make. Um, <clears throat> interestingly, I uh, I was talking to somebody and uh, there's a bit of a, an aviation event that's kind of a sad event that happened today, but it's it's a happy event too in, in honoring this person's life. I remember when I was flight instructing, I used to do this demonstration with my students and tell them, you know, hey, we can put the airplane down on either wheel, and I'd put it down on one wheel and then pick up the plane and put it down on another wheel, pick up the plane, put it down on another wheel, you know, and keep doing that down the runway and kind of a demonstration as to we can put do anything we want with the airplane. It, we just have to understand 
the aircraft and, and what it does and, and what the flight controls do and how to control that aircraft and make it do what we want it to do. Well, uh, the guy turned to me and says, well, that's just like Bob Hoover does in his, his air show. And I said, well, Bob who? And actually at the time, I really wasn't into air shows. I was really into flight instructing. I finally went and saw Bob Hoover perform. Absolutely phenomenal. He did that little thing with the, the wheels going up and down. He did this other thing where he, he did this roll and he would pour his iced tea into a glass. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be demonstrating that one. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Well, unfortunately, we uh, recently lost uh, Bob Hoover. Incredible pilot, uh, incredible uh, man, also a veteran somebody who we all can look up to uh, in life, uh, in our flying careers, and both in life in general. He's done so much for this community and so much for what, we've, what we strive to be in aviation. Because no matter who you are, Sean Tucker, uh, myself, Victoria, you know, Rick, Tom, we all look up to this person as, as one of the most amazing pilots out there. And, uh, and I really you know, hope that you, by reflecting on his life, well, maybe take something and bring it into your life from his. And that's what we do. That's what his legacy is. He's, he's, there's a piece of him in each of us, each of us that are aviators and each of us that are human beings on this planet. So salute to you, Bob Hoover. Uh, incredible man, incredible pilot, and an amazing, amazing individual. An amazing veteran. Thanks so much. And uh, folks, on that, with that note, we're going to, I don't want to close off with a, a negative, but uh, I tell you, go out there, check out some of the videos of Bob Hoover. There's going to be, a, I'm sure, a lot of memorials. They have some really great videos. Uh, we'll put some links at the bottom of the podcast as far as the, the show notes here in episode 131. Uh, and uh, I really, I really think he will inspire you through his words and, and through his actions. He really was a great person. So anyway, for myself, uh, you know, Rick Felty, uh, Tom Frick, and Victoria Nouveau-Wheelie, appreciate your, your listening to this this evening. And don't forget to go out and visit our sponsors, uh, Three Point Aviation. That's the number, threepointaviation.com. And uh, they provide business and technical support for general aviation. And they also are now offering EPA and OSHA compliance reviews for airports, FBOs, and aircraft operators. Uh, as they say, you know, a safety review today is cheaper than an accident tomorrow. Well, again, folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next episode. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Abcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products, or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.